Welcome. Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. With Gary Matson and Laurel Stewart. And uh, I know right now it's kind of the holiday crush time where you are out there shopping. I know it's easy to spend a bit more than we should this time of year, but several recent surveys say more Americans are going into debt this year on their holiday spending, putting many gifts on plastic. So we asked a few of our listeners, Gary and Laurel, what they think about debt. Pay off your credit card each month, carry no balance, get a mortgage, try to pay it off sooner. Do everything you can to stay out of debt, which might mean living modestly. You got to keep up with it. But yeah, I definitely think about it often. Don't buy into those credit cards. They will ruin your life. A snowball that you want to get rolling as early as possible. All right. That's encouraging news there. Sounds like most people are on top of it, and this is not something they want to hang on to. But uh, what are your feelings about debt, especially when it comes to someone's retirement? Well, so much we talk about is good debt and bad debt. Good debt is basically things that you're going to acquire anyways. It could be like a home or a second home, a vehicle, all the things that you need to do to make your life work. Those are what I call good debt. Now, Nobody generally working out there and beginning working can afford to pay for a new car or those type of things with cash or capital. And so we start out with the avenue of that, you know, we're going to use somebody else's money called leveraging. We're going to borrow somebody else's money, use that and pay it off over time. But at the end, we have something. Now, you know, it's one of those things that a lot of people talk about new car driving off the lot, losing 30% value. That's another story. But then there's bad debt. You know, I want those Jimmy Choo shoes. You know, $450. (laughs) The matching purse is another $450. I don't have $900, but it's a Christmas dinner, and I'm going to come in looking good. So I put that $900 on the credit card. Yes, I'm still acquiring something, but do I need the matching person shoes to do that. That's where I start getting into the questions of, well, maybe it all depends what's going on in your world. But planning for all these things is the best way to go. You know, it's having a budget doesn't mean that where we're going to restrict. It just means that says, hey, I've got the idea that I want to spend this much per person. And that's what we do with our clients. We include Christmas gifts. We include different things. And then we ask them, what is their plan? Just like when it comes to travel, people say, well, we're going to travel in retirement. Well, what's that mean? One person might go out there and say, we're going to go out and camp across the United States and stay in these national parks with a pop-up tent. It's going to cost us $25 a night. The same people on the other side might say we're traveling, but they're going to stay at hotels, and it's going to cost them $280 a night. Although you have the other ones that are buying a lifestyle, say they've got a motorhome that's a half a million dollars, It costs them a small mortgage just to fill up with fuel. And again, they're seeing the same things. But so it's what the planning is of the lifestyle that you want to have. And it doesn't mean that any one of those is right or wrong. It's just what do you feel comfortable with? For me, I grew up camping with my family. So me, camping means I have to have at least a 35-inch black and white, no, color TV (laughs) on the outside to see things. And then the inside's got to be bigger. In other words, I don't enjoy roughing it anymore. <laughs> my wife loves to have a great bonfire, but it's nice that I can walk in and go into my house and sleep in a nice warm bed. Gary's into glamping is what I just found out. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll own that all day long. <laughs> Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, many of you approaching retirement or already retired have kids or grandkids 
planning to attend college soon. So here's some news for you. There's a new simplified student financial aid form being launched soon, but there's a shorter time window in early 2024 to get those forms filled out. Now, You've also warned us before, too, Gary and Laurel, there are some things we might inadvertently do here that could cause issues for our family members applying for financial aid. So what do parents and grandparents need to consider specifically about that? First off is that if you're a grandparent and you're going to help the grandchild, don't put those dollars in that grandchild's name. Okay. There's something called Family Expected Contribution, FEC. What that means is that, generally speaking, every dollar that that student has in their name, and it could be in the parent's name if it's held in an account, which I call the wrong way, that means that you're going to have a family expected contribution on top of that. I've seen in the past where it's a dollar that you're holding, the family expected contribution goes to a dollar eighty-five. Mm. So in other words, if you're holding a hundred thousand dollars, that means the family is going to be required to come up with one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars of the four years of college oh, wow. in that multiplication way. Don't take those to the bank. That's mm-hmm. just one example of what I've seen in the past. So it's really understanding how you hold your assets and how you report them. You do have to report them, but there's a right way and a wrong way. And that's why they've come up with this new, quote, form. In fact, they've delayed your ability to actually fill out the FAFSA form. And so they've developed this new software, and it's going to be interesting how easy or not easy it is to fill it out. I've not seen it yet, and we're getting ready to do that for some of our clients. But once again, making sure that the assets are held not in your name, not in the student's name, but in an account that they can access without it being a demand that they must spend those down. So you can kind of tell them I'm not a real fan of 529 plans. That means that there's money set aside for college education or higher education, and it must be spent for that. When you have that set up, sometimes you find yourself you're not eligible for some financial aids that may be of a good source for you, but because you have these, they exclude you from that. Laurel had that experience when she graduated. Your mother was working, I'm working, she went off to college, and there's many things, examples that didn't work for her because of our income at that point in time. Fortunately, she had great grades, and she had the ability to earn a living, if you would, at college campus by playing volleyball. So she was actually paid for volleyball and paid for good grades. So it worked out for her so we could take her money and use it to buy a motorhome, follow her around, <laughs> playing, follow and watching volleyball. That's how our plan worked. But again, you really have to consider all those items through. And it doesn't start the day that you start filling out the FAFSA form. It actually starts the year before that you're going to fill that form out because that's the tax return that's going to be looked upon. Okay. All right. So this is just another example of what you talk about, though, when it comes to doing forward tax planning, because, again, you can just simply have a a really good year, maybe record a bonus, uh, not do enough contributions to things like Roths or your regular traditional retirement accounts. There's so much that goes into that income number that a lot of people get tripped up on. And and like you said there, Gary, if you've already, you know, made all these moves for 2023, that doesn't bode well for 2024 in some of these families. You get tripped up on these things, don't you? Yeah, we've even seen plans that we've done for clients actually blow up because the parents, or I should say this case, the grandparents pass, 
they've left money to the grandchild. It comes in and they're in this process and they've already got the financial aid set up. Now we have to report all this new money coming in and income coming in and it blows that up. And so they actually lose the financial aid they had that was free. And now they must use the inherited money to pay for college. And it would have been much nicer to have that you know, the money that they earned, you know, through educations or grade point averages and those type of things, use that and leave the money they're going to inherit and to, you know, first home or business or those type of things. So once again, it's understanding that you can give a gift and actually harm somebody down the road. And that's why we talk about it so many times with our clients, grandparents and parents of what they're doing, what's the plan. That's why if we have a client come in and we do complete planning, then we want to ask what's going on above with grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, because it could blow up the plan. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.